Get out there and tell somebody about Jesus. How's everybody doing today? Come on, somebody. Nothing's sticking anymore. Well, can't work in my office today. It's flooded. Man, there is just a good vibe happening today. Ladies and gentlemen. Yep. Yes. Podcast 72. Wow. 72% of the way there. Nice. And it's crazy that our podcast is 72 podcasts old. I don't know if I ever thought we'd get here. I know we had a goal of 100. Yeah. And we're still working towards that goal. That's but still a goal. Before I made the goal of just, let's just try 100 podcasts. Yeah. I didn't think we'd ever get <laughs> to 70. Because it's, yeah, yeah. The podcast has gone through some odd, an odd life. It's had an odd life. It has had an odd life. It's so, kind of like, kind of like a human. Yeah, you know, you have no idea what you're doing in your infant stage, and so you just kind of squirm around and flail about <laughs> and poop a lot. And Nobody would know this because <sighs> if you just go back and listen to the very first podcast, it just, you know, it's a podcast. It lasts about twenty to twenty five minutes, maybe, and um, that's it. But that whole thing took us da- days. <laughs> Like four hours of like work and then, it takes so long. Yeah, um, and after it was all done, it my in my mind I was like, this is not a reproducible experience week in and week out right. for us. So like we took a big break before we did number two. Number two went a little quicker. There were some mistakes made. Then things crazy things started happening. We took a long break from the podcast, and it felt like. It was never going to come back. <laughs> right. And then stuff, a bunch of other stuff happened. There was, we brought it back to life. Then other stuff happened. COVID. Right. And just kind of had this odd life cycle. And then we got all this brand new recording equipment. Right. And <clears throat> as which, soon as- for those of you who don't know, we also do a radio show, um, which now is also available in podcast form. Yes, you can actually listen to that in podcast form five days a week on our uh, main church's podcast, which is Cornerstone Church of Highland. You can find that on Apple and Spotify. Yep. Um, There's a link to it on our website, cornerstonehound.com, if you want to just find it that way, too. But uh, so, yeah, we we have this, like, we got all this state-of-the-art recording equipment so that, well, so that our radio program would be easier to produce. Right. We're on the radio five days a week. Yes. And um, Aaron's <laughs> technically in charge of all that. So we got used to record. We got used to the equipment. Yeah. And I was like, I kind of was like, hey, I think we could really start doing. Yeah. Like- I actually remember when you came in and you're like, you know, I think it's time we could start doing a podcast again. Yeah. yeah. And, and we could probably rifle them off a lot easier because we've learned so much. Yes. And sure enough, that exact that it was exactly what happened. That's what happened. Is we sat down to do one with our new equipment, and we were like, "Whoa, that was easy. That's re- that's producible, like reproducible weekly." And I was like, "That's it. We're gonna do one a week. Let's change it to one a week." And once it started firing off well, I was like, "Let's try to get to a hundred. Yeah. But if you were to tell me from day one <laughs> we're gonna do one hundred of these, I'd have been like, "This is torture. Like I'm not doing one hundred like this." <laughs> I, and I would have agreed with you. <laughs> <laughs> but now we're, we're thinking beyond 100. That's right. We're thinking, what, what could happen next? 101. 
I got that's true. That's what would happen next. I got vision, bro. I don't know what could happen. I don't know at all. I don't know. But that's uh, in four minutes. That's the life cycle of our podcast. That's a very quick story of the life cycle of the podcast. That's right. <clears throat> our podcast actually has a very tragic storyline <laughs> that we don't even want to get into it because it's depressing. Right. But um, <clears throat> let's check our uh, our records. Yeah, we're going to check our records. It's not, this is becoming a torture time for me. Yeah, you're... Str- you're yeah, I'm sorry. I'm struggling because uh, we got our... I'm looking at our records right now. I just updated it. And for those of you, maybe you're new, these there are... NFL Lions predictions record that we're about to read off. Every week we predict the Lions game. Is it going to be a win or a loss? Yep. And uh, Pastor Luke, you are 10 wins to two losses. Uh, So you got 10 correct. Uh, I am eight wins to 15 losses. Or sorry, to five. (laughs) To five losses. It's got to be four. Um. Oh, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. You've got to be... Okay, so... Something is off. Eight and four, not five. Okay. Eight and four. Or or I'm 10 and three, and you're messed up on mine. One of those two. (laughs) What's the the Lions record right now? Are they nine and four? Nine and four. Nine and four. Yeah, so I would be... Eight and five. No, I'd be eight and five. And I'd be 10 and... And you'd be 10 and three. 10 and three. 10 and three, okay. You missed the little tally there mark. There you go. I missed the tally mark on yours. That's okay. Um, All right. So I'm 10 and 3. You're 8 and 5. That's right. Ah. So you got me. Yep. Lions lost yeah, last week. I predicted they would lose. Yep. They did lose. And up at the, be- the first quarter of the game, I was listening to it. I wasn't watching it. Me and my wife were doing some home projects. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, Pastor really? Luke was right. First quarter. First quarter. Second quarter rolled around, and I almost texted you. Now, this is confessions from Pastor Aaron. Okay. I almost texted you at the end of the second quarter, how are you feeling about your prediction right now? Because the Lions had just taken the lead. It felt like the whole momentum of the game had shifted. The Bears hadn't scored a touchdown in the entire second quarter, and the Lions were on fire. And then... I didn't, though. You almost were bragging, huh? I almost was bragging. Bragging at halftime. I almost was bragging <laughs> at halftime, and I decided not to. I was like, you know what? It's way too early to brag. I'm not going to do anything, and I'm so glad that I did not send that text. Yeah. <laughs> because if you if you know what happened in the second half of that Lions game, we don't ever want to talk about that again. Hmm. Garbage. Absolute trash. So <clears throat> we got the game this week, Saturday night. That's right, Saturday. Against Denver. Yep. At home. Yeah. Coming off a loss, the Lions are usually a bounce-back team under Dan Campbell. They've been a bounce-back team for a while. Yep. So um, what do you think? What do you think is going to happen? I'm struggling with this pick because two weeks ago, if you told me, hey, they're going to go in and they're going to lose to the Bears and then they're coming home and playing Denver, maybe three weeks ago, I would have for sure said 100% they're going to win against Denver. No doubt in my mind. I got a lot of doubt in my mind right now. Okay. Because, one, the Lions have been playing not great. Mm. The one thing that was great was their offense. Even when their defense has stunk the past four or five weeks, their offense has been able to keep them in games most of the time. Mm -hmm. Last week was the second worst offensive week they had all year. Mm. Only second to when we got destroyed by the Ravens. And their defense also stunk. 
And we're coming in, or Denver's coming into play. <laughs> Their kicker is and questionable <laughs> at best, too. Their kicker. Their field goal kicker? Yeah. He's not good. He's not good. <laughs> he, he's, he stresses me out, man. Oh, every time he walks on the field, I'm like, I, my hands are in my head. I'm like, what? I don't I don't know. This is a 50-50 ball. Like, it's just an extra point. It's a 50-50 here. <laughs> Seriously. I know. It's stressful. It's so stressful. <laughs> and and Denver has been hot. Denver, who started, who has been was so bad at the beginning of the season. No, I have watched. I've watched some of Denver play. Yeah. All right. And I was very unimpressed with what I saw. They yeah. did not look good. <laughs> they didn't. They've got a bad defense. Yeah. Let's just say that. Actually, I think they have the worst run defense in the league. Okay. Right now, like well, they do not have a good defense, and. I've watched them play. Yeah. I don't know how they're winning games. That's the thing. I don't know either. I've watched some of their games, too. I watched one of their games. I was like, I don't know how they won this game. No. They look terrible, but they won. I don't know what it is. I I don't know what's going on with Denver. I can't. I don't have it figured out. They don't look very good to me. On paper, <laughs> the Lions should win this game. Yes. But I think Denver has more momentum. I feel the same way. I am... I have. I know what I'm picking, but I don't know what you're picking. I don't know what I'm picking either. You don't know. I, I said I know what I'm picking. I don't know what I'm picking. No, you don't know what you're I picking. I don't know what I'm picking. All right. Well, I'm, I, I hate to say this, but I think the Lions are going to lose. That's how I've been leaning all week. I've got you no, know what? no I'm gonna, confidence in them. I'm going to say Lions lose because last time I shifted my answer on the podcast. It didn't work out. I'm going to go with my gut. I'm saying Lions lose on Sunday or right. Saturday. Me Saturday. too. I'm saying Lions lose. It's not good. <laughs> I don't. They shouldn't. They should not lose this game on paper. But no. I, I just think something is something is messed up with them. Right now. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, I'm not their coach. I don't have to figure it out. But something's not right. Something's not right. Um, so all right, Lions prediction <laughs> set. They lose. That's my prediction. They lose. That's my prediction. All right. <laughs> all right. So let's get into the the real topic today. The main topic today. Okay. What do we got? Well, you had mentioned to me that uh, there's a generation coming up, and yeah. they're, they're Generation Alpha. Generation Alpha. And, and essentially, that's the generation who's kind of born like 2010 and up. Yeah. And they are like 13 years old. Young, you're young teenagers right now? Yeah. Young okay. teenagers right now. And just like any generation, you know... Gap, I guess. There's there's a there's some leeway and exactly when people say that generation starts and stops. Yeah, I think if you if you actually like Google Generation Alpha, you'll get different results on yes. there. I just did it. And so every website had a different number. You know, it's anywhere from two thousand started anywhere from two thousand seven to two thousand ten. Okay. All right. And so <clears throat> there is something interesting happening with Generation Alpha. And that is, is they are rejecting social media. Yes. And this was super bizarre to me um, because I was it, was, it was kind of funny where I actually noticed, I've heard people talk about this before. Like I've actually heard people who like study uh, like generations. There's a, a leader that writes a lot of books. I read a lot of his stuff. And he actually predicted that eventually 
there would be a generation that would reject the idea of social media. It makes sense <clears throat> on a standpoint of just rebellion. Yes. Because when I was like 13 years old, I was not into anything my parents were into. Right. Uh, it, and it was just a fact of, of rebellion. <clears throat> right. Like my dad said uh, that gr- green is the best. <laughs> No, nope, it's red. Like, right. <laughs> and there's only because my dad said it was green. Right. So I mm-hmm. sense that in, yeah. in, the, in this movement of social media rejection because um, their parents are on social media. Yes, 100%. And, and it's making it quite uncool. Yes. So <laughs> what's super interesting is that we, we I brought this up uh, sometime this week. And that I had been, this was funny to me, but I was, I was watching YouTube, which is a form of social media, I guess. And this ad popped up in the middle of a video about, I, don't, I actually don't even remember what the ad was for. I just remember thinking, watching this ad, and it was a bunch of young teenagers, like middle school, early high schoolers, who were talking about how social media was stealing their life. And I was like, wow, this is crazy. And I was so like blown away by the fact that I'm watching a screen with young teenagers saying social media was stealing their life. I don't even remember what the ad was for, which so I guess the advertising company needs to work on something there. Um, yeah, what are they trying to sell? <laughs> I, I, I can't remember. Um, but the, then this was super interesting. I was listening to another podcast actually last night, Pastor Luke, and they had a, a freshman in college who was a, or a guest on their podcast. And they were talking to her and she said, you know, I'm, I'm super excited because next semester uh, I'm getting to go study abroad for a few months. And I'm, I'm just so excited to get to go on this trip with my college. And she said, but I decided that I don't want to live in a social media world while I'm having this incredible experience studying abroad. Hmm. She said, so I actually went to the phone store and said, hey, I want to trade in my iPhone for a flip phone. Hmm. And the guy's like, you want to do what? Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> like, we're not allowed to like do that. <laughs> and she was like, yeah, yeah, I want to trade in my, my, my iPhone for a flip phone. I'm, I could get fired if I do that. <laughs> yeah, and he was like, that doesn't make any sense. And, he, and, then he's, and then she said he tried to sell me a flip phone for like $150. And she was like, you know what? I'm going to go to Walmart. And I can buy a flip phone for 20 bucks. And so she said, I, I did. I bought a flip phone uh, for 20 bucks from my, you know, Walmart or Target or wherever it was. And, and I'm going to take this flip phone with me so I can still call and I can still text. Yeah. Uh, but I don't want to have this distraction of trying to live in this social media world while I am studying abroad. Wow. And I thought that was super interesting because that's actually, that's a little bit older. I mean, I think this girl was 18 or 19. So you're, we're seeing a shift. Right, right, and so even this girl, who's who's a little bit older than than uh, that that generation alpha, is is kind of seeing this shift, and I think that maybe the next generation coming up, there's a possibility that might really latch onto this shift mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> of rejecting the idea of social media. Social media has a terrible way of of abusing us, mm-hmm. and if we're not very disciplined with it, it just abuses you. And I think people get tired of that abuse. 100%. But there's also an addiction. Yep. And you tend to come back to your abuser. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Have you ever heard of Stockholm Syndrome? Yep. 
Oh, yeah. And if, and if, if anybody is unfamiliar with that term, it's simply that, like, the abused victim has sympathy for the abuser. Right. They, they become attached to their abuser. Yeah. <clears throat> and obviously that I, I've... I don't know much about it. I've never experienced it. But I would say that uh, social media can abuse you, but addiction kind of brings you back to that, your abuser. Yep. And, and I think people get fed up with the abuse. They just kind of, some people just say, enough. Yep. I, I, <clears throat> I'm tired. I'm tired of the depression it, it brings me. Yep. I know even like in my life, I've got to make sure that when I hop on social media, I'm not spending my time comparing myself. Yep. And I'm not spending my time getting jealous. Yep. Because if I, if I do that, I do hop off my social media experience pretty, pretty depressed. <laughs> yeah. Like sad about my life yep. or full of pride about my life. And both those emotions are very unhealthy emotions throughout the course of the day. Yeah. So I've got to be careful. I've got to watch it. And, um, you know, every now and then you got to do the, 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 a following purge. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like I've definitely done multiple of those. Yeah. 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 All my, all my time on social media, I've been like, all right, just unfollow, unfollow, unfollow for sure. Yeah. You have to, to keep your health intact. Um, since social media can be quite the abuser, you've got to be careful with it. And I will say this, that if you're on social media and, I, and I'm on social media, it's kind of part of our job. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm on social media too. And there's a, um, a guy that I follow who trains churches how to use social media. His name is Brady Shear. Okay. And he makes it very evident that our job is to use social media. Yeah. Be careful to not let it use you or abuse you. That's so good. You, you've got to use it. It has to be a tool for you. Right. And now if it's a tool for you, the addiction side of thing kind of gets stripped away. Right. Yep. I'm not addicted to work. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yep. And that, but I use my tools for work. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like I'm not addicted to picking up the screwdriver. Yeah, exactly. Or the shovel. Yep. hundred <laughs> percent. I'm not addicted <laughs> to picking up a shovel. No. So we got to make sure that we use social media like a tool. Yep. And the church has a wonderful uh, opportunity with social media. Absolutely. Um, and, and the church has quite the advantage. We've got quite the message to tell. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I think that what, what I don't, if, you, if you're listening, if you're a young adult, teenager, you're listening, what we're, we're, just, we're just kind of observing a trend that is, is possibly coming in the future. But what we're not saying is that social media is bad, that this is um, this incredible uh, trend that's coming up. I don't know. But what what, I love what you said, Pastor, that social media for us as not just as a church, not just as a, you know, as church staff members, you know, you're right. It is part of our job to be on social media. If you follow me on Instagram, 
at least once, usually twice a week. I'm posting about what's going on at the church, services that are coming up, post videos about, hey, this is a sermon series we're teaching on. Uh, here's a little snippet of what you know what's coming up this week at Ignited. Like you see, I'll post all those videos all the time. I'm on there posting a lot because it's part of our job. And, but here's the great thing is that if you are a Christian, Paul gave us this, uh, this call to get the gospel out by whatever means necessary to, to reach the maximum amount of people. Yeah. And Paul we, would go to the center of town. Yes. To preach. To preach. So we're kind of going to the center of town. Exactly. And there's this massive group of people, massive population of the world that's on social media. And so we can use this, like you said, this incredible tool to reach them with the gospel, to post about what Jesus is doing in our life, to post about what the the shift that can happen when you surrender your life to Jesus. And it was interesting. I was listening to, like I said, I was listening to this podcast yesterday that happened. I didn't know what the podcast was about. It was just a podcast that somebody recommended to me. I hopped on and listened to it. And there was this, this 18-year-old freshman in college who was sharing about this thing, but she actually said, she said, you know, I had always believed in God. My family grew up going to church, and, and I was always a part of that. But f- first semester, senior year in high school, I really feel like I chose to surrender my life to Jesus. And she said, what was interesting was you could see it if you had followed me on social media for a long time. Hmm. And she said, you could see a change in the things that I was posting and the way I was saying things and the pictures I posted, she said all of a sudden things started to change. And she's she's a pretty well-known person. And she said that she lost a bunch of followers because she all of a sudden started posting about, about Jesus. Yeah. And about how he had changed her life. Cool. And yeah. <laughs> and, cool. <laughs> and she and she's like, people were like, we're unfollowing me. And some people were like, like, man, you, you can't do that or else you're gonna lose all these followers. And she's like, Yeah, so what? Mm-hmm. I have the greatest message that I have to get out. And so I don't care about how many people are following me. I just need to make sure that I'm telling the people that that are about the message of Jesus. Yeah. And that's a great way to view the platform that you have. Yeah. And and I, I feel like um Social media, even at the church, has gone through a shift. I don't know if you've if you've known this recently, but the very first social media ever invented, created was Twitter. Yeah, and I could tell right away that this this was going to be big. Right, and I actually remember calling a friend that I graduated college with, and I and I said, Dave, have you seen this thing called Twitter? And he's like, No. I'm like, You really should get on it, get your name on it. And and that way you're you're nobody you know you, somebody might steal your name right you know somebody else out there is named Dave you know yeah so like get on early get your name settled and that way you're you're good to go for the future and he wasn't convinced I couldn't convince him right isn't that funny that is funny uh, and and so we hopped on Twitter I remember getting to church on Twitter myself on Twitter I was trying to convince other people to get on Twitter and explaining Twitter how it worked, how Twitter worked right. Kind of confusing, kind of odd. People weren't buying into it. I couldn't quite. But then it, it just rolled and rolled and rolled. Then you had uh, you have Facebook, Instagram, you know, TikTok. Uh, I don't know how popular. Um, well, there's others out there. Yeah, Snapchat. I don't know how popular Snapchat is anymore. Yeah. But you kind of have all these, like, different things. And now, Pastor Aaron, Cornerstone doesn't even use Twitter anymore. Right. 
And and you know why? Nobody on it. <laughs> Nobody's on Twitter. Yeah. Nobody's on it. Yeah. So we're, if the people aren't there, why use it? Why right. go on it? He said the church is supposed to go where the people are at. Right. If the people aren't there, I'm not going to go there. I'm not yeah. going to waste my time. That's right. And so we we the account is active, right. but it's not being posted to anymore. Yep. What we do is we're focusing more on other social media platforms, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. Yep. But the church should really reevaluate their what their influence and how they are influencing the world. Yep. And and I was explaining to you or maybe it was a couple other guys and staff about how to how to use social media. Mhm. And if it, and this is how the Cornerstone Church uses it and this is how I personally like to use it is I like to use it as ministry. Yeah. I I don't like using it as an announcement board. Right. I think that's um, an, a really uh, what um, what's the word I'm looking for? It it, it really isn't very uh, uh, powerful or engaging or exciting uh, <clears throat> or you or good like right. a, a, as that. Like, right. Like, like here, let me let me give you an example because I know exactly what you're talking about. I I follow a number of pastors on Instagram, and. There's a few of them that I've kind of unfollowed over the course of being on Instagram because all that pastor does is say, hey, we have an event coming up. We have an event coming up. Come to our event. Come to our event. It's an announcement. And I'm like, I don't, I'm not following you to get an announcement. Yeah. And, but then there's other pastors. There's one in particular I'm thinking about who I love following on Instagram because he's constantly posting small 30 second to one minute videos where he's actually, it's not even of him preaching a lot. The like the reason I love following this guy is he does 30 second to one minute videos on great like leadership points for pastors. And I'm like, oh, like I love following this guy because he's like constantly putting out this little bit of content where, you know, you're just going like, oh, man, that's, that's a great reminder as a, as a pastor, as a leader in the church. Yeah. And, and so that's the difference of like doing ministry, like this guy's doing ministry and he all, he posts a lot of other stuff too. And he's constantly posting about his church and clips of him preaching and, and all that stuff is great. But the thing, the reason I love following him as a, as a youth pastor is I love these little leadership nuggets that he drops on his social media multiple times a week. Yeah. And so I'm following him to get like, to get that stuff. Yeah. And so if, as someone who wants, if you're trying to do ministry and use social media as a tool, it should not constantly be, Hey, we have this event coming up. Yeah, yeah. It it should also be like, hey, let me tell you about what Jesus has done, and let me let me give you this little nugget. Let me share with you uh, a, a video of a scripture, like you know, doing ministry, not just an announcement board. Yeah, and, and that's how we try to use it as pastors and as the church. Now, if Generation Alpha is coming up, and they truly are rejecting social media. And as they age, they continue to reject social media, and then the children coming up under them continue that pattern of rejecting social media, and eventually there's no more, like, influential young people, mm-hmm. or if the next generation is not on social media anymore, right? 
then the uh, as a church, we will not. <laughs> we won't be on. We social won't media. be on social media. Right. Yes. Exactly. I'm not on social media to be on social media. I'm on social media because that's where the people are, and I want to be the biggest influence I can to the people. And I understand where Generation Alpha is coming from in rejecting social media. Absolutely. I want it to happen sooner, Pastor. <laughs> yeah. I do. I don't like all of everything that social media offers. It's more bad than good. I agree. It's hard to eat the meat and spit out the bones on social media. Social media is a boneyard. <laughs> With barely any meat. <laughs> With little tiny chunks of meat, you got to gnaw on that bone for a long time. Yeah. You got to work hard to get some meat. Yeah. It's so difficult. And I don't like that. It wears me down. Right. It wears me out. If they're, if, I'm happy to hear <laughs> that they're rejecting it. If the church needs to then pivot to where the people are at, then the church will pivot. Right. And if young people want to do, want to be found somewhere else, I'll f- we'll find them. Well, yeah, exactly. We'll, we'll find them. We'll go to wherever they're, they're hanging out at. But I thought this was so interesting, Pastor Aaron, that there is a trend starting. Yeah. But it makes sense to me that mm-hmm. they don't want to be a part of the cesspool. Right. Of the boneyard that is social media. Yeah. I don't want to be a part of it. I don't right. like it. Yeah. I don't really don't. There's parts of it that make me laugh. Yeah. But I can get a good laugh from a conversation, too. So I don't need social media to have a laugh. Right. There's parts of it for entertainment, sure. But I can get entertained just by having a conversation with my wife. Right. So I don't need social media for entertainment. I would say you don't really need social media, but it is a tool to be used right now. Right. But if the trend is, Pastor Aaron, that social media will, is going to be rejected— I'm there for it. <laughs> I'm on that train. I'm on yeah. the train. I'm yeah. there for that. There for that. <laughs> it's been great to be with you today. It's been great it's... to be with the podcast today. I thought mm-hmm. this was interesting. Yeah, I thought it was too. That was a really, really fun, interesting conversation. Yeah, and uh, maybe we'll we'll kind of keep keep tabs on what's happening out there. Oh, I'll keep tabs. All right, <laughs> I, keep, keep me up to date. You told me this, so just keep doing the research. All right, I'll, I'll keep you up to date. <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Oh, it's been great to be with you today, audience. Oh, it's been so good. Nice steamy do- steamy bowl of podcast do today. Oh, this this was a hot bowl of, of ramen podcast. Yeah? I don't know. Yeah. I, I was thinking it was more like, uh, actually, to be honest, it felt like a more like an icy cold bowl of ice cream podcast. Ooh. Like mm. a nice... Mm-hmm. A nice bowl of ice cream podcast. I don't oh. know what that means, but just that's just how it felt. A little, little podcast cream. Yeah, a little podcast cream. There Ooh, you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little pie, a little pumpkin podcast cream on the top of your cold brew coffee. I have no idea what's happening right oh, now, I guys. I can see that. I can see that. Mm. Mm. I can. I can see that. Mm. All right, podcast seventy two. Catch you on next one. Ah! Get out there and tell somebody about Jesus. How's everybody doing today? Come on, somebody. Nothing's sticking anymore. Well, can't work them off today. It's flooded. Man, there is just a good vibe happening today.